Hello, and welcome to the Four Cornered Room. I'm your host, Cody Clark, and I'm here with my two pals, Moxie O'Brien. What's going on? And my good pal, Ian Compton. What's happening, brother? What's happening, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> now you know why I say what's happening, fellas. What's happening? Uh, so... Uh, Danny? <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. I am more derailed. You win it, I'm winning. Anyway, um, that's a record. Well, we had like 15 seconds. Shirt. <laughs> okay, so anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. That's just three dudes. I just who, love hearing you say three it. dudes who smoked a four gram joint and really like Danny Brown. <laughs> that's what that is. Yep. Um, so I was uh, that was a four gram joint. Three point six or something. Yeah, something right? close to that. We're rounding up. We do the king's yeah. math here or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, that's um, how many dimensions I'm seeing right now. <laughs> exactly. So I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do this week's episode about, and I've sort of narrowed it down to two topics. And you've been very secretive. But as I'm excited. Yeah, no I've, I always am. Like I keep it very close to the chest. I like to yeah. bury myself in a hole of history and then dig out of it with some surprises to bring to the show yeah some uppercuts for the fellas that want to check you so a few weeks ago i started i guess that's fair too like i've done research for this episode longer than almost any of the ones i've done so far because it started okay, like two really weeks ago really yeah okay uh the fort smith sedition trial and like project clean sweep and the christian identity movement and how all oh, of that boy. stuff because it, it 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 came to me that like What's going on with the January 6th riots and like how they want to do an inquiry into that really relates to this period in history. And once you start, especially if you're like a, a tin hatty conspiratorial thinker, like I have a tendency to be, the, the <laughs> rabbit hole just goes deeper and de- like all of these people know each other. It's all connected. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. So I, I buried myself in a... Some in, some research that probably put me on some watch lists this week, but um, oh, another good week at Moxie's house, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, which separates it from no other weeks. I'm probably always on that shit, but uh, that's the topic for this week: was uh, Project Clean Sweep, the Fort Smith Sedition Trial, and just um, like the white supremacist movement, basically, because <laughs> uh, it's all tied together. Um, so the first official fascist organization in the U.S was the Silver Legion, and they were established in 1933 with the blessing of Hermann Goering. Uh, and we founded... are the Silver Legion. <laughs> well, it's, so they were... So... Welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> to our land. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking, fucking bullshit name. <laughs> Dude, you gotta actually... That's It's funny you should say that, because you should look up like the images of what they... They had like the... I'm on it right now. They they look like Bond villains with like the letter L. Welcome on, to on... our lair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Let Reginald Amazing. take care of your coat. <laughs> Oh my god. The silver fo- Okay, so Silver Legion. The silver, the silver Legion or the Silver Shirts. Oh, okay. okay. Um and they were founded by William Pelly 
Uh, and like I said, they were called uh, the silver shirts by many people. And they were modeled after Mussolini's black shirts, if you're at all familiar with um, like the fascist uprising in Italy. <sighs> or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or Hitler's brown shirts. It's a yeah, fun that was... obsession with facet fascists and the color of their t-shirts. Yeah, that's why I don't have any brown shirts, right. actually. You know, well, when you're a jet, you're a jet for life. That's right. Uh, so uh, oh <laughs> the group sought to establish a Christian commonwealth and maintained a relationship with the German-American Bund after that was founded in 1936. Uh, Pelly later started the Christian Party, which was a Christo-fascist political party aimed at getting him elected as president. Now, obviously, they were unsuccessful in that endeavor, and after the Japanese attack at Pearl Harbor, mm. pressure from the government forced the sh silver shirts to disband. It, damn! Did, did they wear? The did they wear like a big red L? Yes, it was like a red L on a silver shirt with blue pants. Fucking for loser! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that they did. I'm it, happy you it's made so, that correlation. It's so wow. fucking easy. The right, like, why, guys? Amazing, <laughs> amazing, brilliant. I, I also just I love the idea that like, however far back fascism is like a political concept is suggested by. You know, like Gabriel D'Annunzio and people like that in Italy, that we had a fascist party here that quickly. Like, it's just always gelled with the U.S. What a we're gonna put a picture of the outfit in in the in the description. Scarlet loser tag is ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Holy moly. Uh, so one of the group's members uh, would go on to become perhaps the most prominent figure in America's neo-Nazi movement, and that was Richard Gernt Butler. Yes. Did you say Gernt? Yes, Gernt. G I R N T. It's not it's not like a onomatopoeia. I, no, it's Gernt. <laughs> hey, it's, what it sounds like a foot condition. Yeah, you're going to want to take that push mower down to Gernt. He's our small motors man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was this man's fucked up name again? Uh Richard Gernt Butler. Okay, Richard, Richard G Butler. Right. It's always Butler. Um, so after the dissolution of the Silver Legion, uh Butler joined the Air Force. But he actually okay. spent World War II stateside. He didn't serve overseas. He was over here for the entirety of it. And he developed a fascination with Hitler, watching the war unfold. Oh, Jesus, this Jeez, guy's oh got a face. Um, now, he was uh, later sent to India, where he learned about and became fascinated with their caste system. And that would play a... Uh... Yeah, yeah, Hold yeah, up. yeah. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to India and not get anything from... <laughs> Spiritual out of it. I'm, right. gonna look, I'm gonna look at the cast. System. Leave Buddhism alone. We'll you know? just talk about how the most American thing ever. <laughs> I like how you have the poor digging in the shit wells. Yes. It's very nice. Holy we, we shit! Could, we could learn from you people. Yes, we should take this and apply Emphasis it to our own. You people. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. So oh god. Butler wished to uh, further the plans of the Silver Legion and establish a part of the United States for white people only. Um, wait! 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 Can I make a guess? It was on the East Coast. No, actually. Oh, and I'm gonna, really? No, Oregon? and we're going to talk. Yes. <laughs> oh. And we're going to Damn. talk about this Damn. a little bit uh, further in the script here, but it was called the Northwest Territorial Imperative. It was this idea that white pe people, specifically neo-Nazis and white supremacists, would gradually, for lack of a better word, gentrify like Montana, Idaho, Washington. God and, damn it. Um, Some of the most beautiful Oregon. regions. God damn and just turn that into a white ethno state by moving yep. there over time. It's that's that's all, truly sickening. I really was just uh it sounded like they were southern like just No, I think you know. he was born in I can't remember if he was born in California or Colorado. 
Um, Which, like what, he's uh, not from, or was it you know, Richard Michigan? Butler? Richard, Richard Butler. Butler. It might have been Michigan, Colorado. Or Colorado. Yeah. Okay. You know, correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but like the East Coast, we're a lot of things, but we are a melting pot. Like the West Coast got all the cults and shit. Well, like, that depends. Like we're not perfect. I mean, no, <laughs> we're definitely not. You have I mean, to remember, had, the East Coast goes the whole way down. Well, and Florida. New York also had like draft riots during the Civil yeah, War and things like that. Yeah, like, there was a lot of. The, the reality is most the West of ain't perfect. No, not at all. None of it is. The point is, like, yeah, America's bingo. entire founding yeah. was, like, we could Flawed have several episodes about how Hawaii became a state. Oh, my God. You know, there's there's a lot mm. to mine as far as, I think, what, the only really not problematic acquisition was Alaska, and it was basically because Russia didn't want it anymore. Like, I mean, probably, probably something stupid <laughs> along those lines. Like, it seems pretty unlivable, and uh, we don't know what to do with it. So here you go. Basically, now it's just and we were all like, the Republicans and Sarah Palin. We found oil, so now we keep crazy people here. Indeed, it's our Australia. I and mean, America is our Australia. And fun fact, I think there's like yeah. <laughs> the closest stretch to Russia in Alaska is like 30 miles. It, it's yeah. just, really? just I mean, fun fact. I believe that's called Sarah the Bering Strait. There's like an island. Yeah, that, like, she yeah. can see Russia from her house, as I recall. I, th- I think that's the Bering Strait. Yeah. Oh. We're going to say, yes. yeah. I'm going to go. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> Anywho, we've, geography. We've discussed in the past how I'm not a friend of geography. I'm going to bring so. the globe down here one of these days. You, go why on. don't we have a map in here? Because, anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jamie! <laughs> 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 She's gonna be listening. Uh, fuck. So as I said, they wanted to establish a, a part of the United States for white people only. And during this time, uh, Richard Butler developed a friendship with William Potter Gale, and he was the founder of the Posse Comitatus Militia. And uh, that's how Richard Butler was introduced to the Christian identity movement. Are either of you at all familiar with Christian identity? I'm just still thinking comitatus. What was that? Posse, word? posse comitatus. What a word! It's no. it's like it's essentially. Uh, I don't know what the exact Latin translation is, but I think it's like for the state. It's just to, they were like a oh, state, the a civilian militia. I feel like I know about the Christian identity <sighs> movement from prison gangs. Maybe, probably through the Aryan Nation, and, which is and like the you know whole, like changing of like finding a faith through prison gang. Like, that's possible. I mean, they're not actually. Christian in no. the way you would think of no Christian. So they're uh, they're an offshoot of what are called British Israelites. Are you familiar with this? Maybe I should just explain. So oh British Israelites believed that uh, the actual chosen people of God, the actual Jews, were white people from the UK, that I have heard and that, that yes. Jews are not actually the chosen people of God and are not real Jews. What? So that idea came to the United States and like most things do when it got here, it got really racist. So it wasn't just that Jews weren't the chosen people. It was that Jews were literally the spawn of Eve and Satan and white people were the real chosen people of God, the real Jews, the real lost tribe of Israel. So this is, uh, it's been around for a really long time. Yeah. And basically (laughs) every single person we're going to talk about, today ties into this and it's still a thing like yeah it's like casually just cri- uh, promoting well, racism right well i mean fucking um robert bowers the the christ the uh, the the tree of life synagogue shooter he was yeah. a christian identity uh, that was the pittsburgh synagogue shooting from what yeah. was that three years ago that was a christian identity guy yeah. wow 
He yeah. was he was sitting in Butler jail for a long time. Oh, did they have him down here? Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I was living in Pittsburgh at the time, so I was not actually far away when the shooting itself happened. I that was a terrible wasn't, fucking day. Wasn't Michael Thompson <clears throat> a part of that? Um, well, his uh, synagogue is a sister synagogue. Sister too, synagogue. Yes, I just our, remember our that. Our friend Nick is a part of that synagogue. Oh. Wow. And uh, like I said, the Christian identity is sort of a, a unifying theme you find in all of these people. There's yeah. there's like crossovers. You you find that a lot of them, if not all of them, were at some point members of the John Birch Society. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all, but that's basically this oh conspiracy theorist uh, political organization that's vehemently anti-communist. The Koch brothers' father was one of like the founding members of the John Birch Society. Also, so that so familiar. Uh, yeah, yeah, so there's there's them. Alex oh, Jones' God. dad was a member of the John Checks. Birch Society. Like, God, there's a lot of. I brought them up briefly in oh, our episode about the Watts riots. Well, they're still an active organization. Of course they are. But they're a, a vehemently conspiratorial anti-communist organization. So, like, the point that I was making is. Oh. Oh that God. you see anti-communism and anti-Semitism are like the two biggest factors for the white supremacist right and have been for like 60 years. And you hear terms like cultural Bolshevism and things like that, which is really just a way that they've managed to conflate Judaism and communism as being one thing. That's... Jesus Christ. Um... This website is just terrible. Oh, are you looking at the John Birch Society website? Yes, I'm also I just, bet they leave a lot out. I'm just looking for a address, and I found one. Oh, there's an address? Really? Yep. Where are they based out of these days? Appleton, Wisconsin. Appleton, Wisconsin. Okay. I can only imagine they don't have any um, young men with machine guns out that way. Uh, probably not. Or they have all of them. It's, it's hard to say. They'd like to cross those uh, state lines over there. So after uh, after learning about Christian identity from Gale, uh, Richard Butler became an ordained minister of the faith. Uh, he then purchased a 200-acre parcel of land in Hayden, Idaho, which he intended to become a base of operations for Christian identity adherents. And Butler held large gatherings at this compound in Hayden and the nearby town of uh, Cor d'Arlene which became the largest neo-Nazi hub in the world up until it, up until it was shut down. And I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> now, no, I can be a this is only This is only sort of a detour, really, but uh, around the same time, like 1975, something called the Greensboro Massacre took place. I've very much I'm sure yeah that's that's probably something you're a bit more familiar with so a a group of Klansmen and members of the American Nazi Party engaged members of the Communist Workers Party yep who were having a union solidarity rally Uh, one member of the CWP was armed with a handgun whereas the Klan came with several rifles so 10 members of the CWP were shot and four were killed uh, police had moles within the clan oh, at the time and had prior knowledge of a plan for violence and did nothing to stop it. Uh, members of the clan who were tried and acquitted, uh, they, they were tried and acquitted twice. Uh, once on the grounds that they acted in self-defense and once on the basis that the shooting was political and not <laughs> racially motivated. Um, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna use hyperbole here and I'm gonna create a fake situation. Hi- hyperbole? Hyperbole, yes, sorry. And um, if I'm the cop that's 
undercover in the clan during this time. Right, right. I feel like there's two things that that's going through this stupid fuckers. I hopefully, and this is how my my <laughs> you're, brain is. You're, you're giving them a lot of benefit I've been, of the doubt. I've been watching Powerpuff Girls, and they give a great representation of what cops are <laughs> and, on that show. So anyway, uh, to save oh, uh, hold on, we can't get sued by Powerpuff Girls now. Anyway, <sighs> train of thought. Okay, son of a bitch. Police. <laughs> the goddamn police. Okay. So if you are undercover with the KKK and you think there's a small, like this is not a small arms violence, but this is major pr- proportionally, yes, yes. proportionally, this is like a big act. But if I think of the KKK, I think of a group of people that are performing like human trafficking and drug trafficking on the regular to fund okay. themselves. So there's meth and humans being moved by a group of people and you have a cop on the inside. I can't about the human trafficking, but I understand where you're coming from with the meth. So there's probably, sure. there's probably something more that this stupid pig thought was worth than the lives of like 10 people. 10 people. Yeah. No, they, yeah. Or they like, just didn't this give a meth fuck could they kill. communists. They were, oh. Yeah, that too. Uh, my my yeah, that's exactly is, it. I'm sure that because these were communists, no one gave a fuck if anybody shot them. Also, collateral a, damage. There's a pretty strong history of no one caring what happens to communists yeah, in the United States. Yeah, of course. Could you imagine using that logic today? Like, it, it, it wasn't racially motivated. It was politically motivated. Leave me alone. No, yeah, I can I can understand that. I can hear Brush that it under logic the rug, now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Give me my that, slap on that, the wrist, That guy please. drove into the, gro- the group of people with his car because he was mad at Biden. He was trying Biden. to flee from the, from the Antifa terrorists. Mm. That's why Heather Hyden got There's hit by a car. There's great people on both sides. I've heard that. <laughs> Can't say so, I've seen uh, it. So that's uh, after that event where like the KKK and the American Nazi Party kind of came together to um, <clears throat> kill a whole bunch of people and then were acquitted by the federal government. They sort of hmm. decided that this might be an opportunity for greater collusion. You know what I mean? That perhaps they could work together to accomplish their goals. Uh, and in starting in 1981, the most prominent figures in the white supremacist movement would gather at Hayden Compound to commemorate Hitler's birthday uh, and to plan. And this is how Robert Matthews started the order. This is the worst 420 I have ever been a part of. <laughs> like, like, honestly, I don't know why I got a drag the luck. What the fuck? What state are we even in? Fuck. Idaho, bro. We're in Idaho. Idaho. That's, God damn. If you've ever sat around stoned wondering what goes on in Idaho, Nazis, apparently. God damn it. Do you think the weed um, tastes different in a gold versus a red potato? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Go back fuck? on. Go back. Oh, I'm talking that so... now. That was a smoking weed out of a potato joke. <laughs> All right. All right. And so we're here. We're, we're, and we're back. Um, so Robert Racist. Matthews was. See, I'm not even mad at the diversion from talking about the Klan. You know what fucking I mean? Yeah, I can't of course. Even get, I, Klan, I would rather hear about smoking weed out of potatoes, but what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm the one who wrote the fucking script, so here we are. Uh, <laughs> Robert Matthews uh, was first a recruiter for the National Alliance, which was an anti-Semitic, an anti-Semitic exterminationist group Fuck led by William too. Pierce. It's like the, the most National non-dis- Alliance. Well, so I think that that the the reason that it's William called the Pierce. National Alliance, hmm. William uh, William Luther Pierce, the dude who wrote the Turner Diaries. Oh. Uh, so he worked for George Wallace's election campaign. 
Do you know George uh, segre- he... segregation now segregation forever? Who, that yeah. guy. Who did he run against? Uh, son of a bitch. You would ask me something that Sorry. I don't. Was he know was he a governor of Alabama or something like that? Uh, Alabama or Georgia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking somewhere, about somewhere. Yeah. For sure. But the segregation now segregation forever, guys. So Jesus William Christ. Pierce like worked for his election campaign, and he started the like uh, what was it uh, the Wallace the the Youth for Wallace organization. And right. after Wallace didn't win the election, it became like the National Youth Association. And then he stopped the age cap. Like it used to be that no one over 30 could join. So he removed the age cap and changed it to the National Alliance. So yeah, That's where it came from. Because a 28 and 29 year olds are youth. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Yeah, I'm a youth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you are wearing short shorts and a t shirt. I'm a this is my one on fucking right day now. off. I mean, week. I'm just saying, buddy. I'm just saying. <laughs> my one fucking day off. <laughs> this yeah, is my, my gra- one day. I was drinking a beer at noon. My Grammy's like, what are you doing? I go, it's my one day off. <laughs> <laughs> And that really happened today. I, I totally believed you. No one doubted that. Uh, so that's that's Bill Pierce. He wrote the Turner Diaries, and yes. that's considered by many to be the Bible of the racist right. Uh, the order is actually named Ooh. after the terrorist organization from the book. Do you know the publisher? Do you, have you seen the publisher? The t- Turner Diaries? Yeah. Is it 14-word publishing? No, it's the... <laughs> no, that's a thing. Is it that's pink? a thing. It's fucking ridiculous. We're going to talk about 14-word publishing It's not Jesus, <laughs> fuck. That is even more of a cliche than I thought you were going to say. But it's literally the National Vanguard books. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he was the uh, person who published the National Vanguard newsletter. There you go. So, it's just an, It's just one of those names that, like... That that makes sense. See, I spend a lot of time studying words. these people, so it doesn't. I mean, we're going to talk about the dude who came up with the fourteen words today. That's <sighs> one of the people who was in the order. I didn't roll invented a big enough the fourteen. For this. Nope, four four grams was not enough. Not enough. Uh, so Matthews, along with uh, Randy Evans, Gary Yarborough, Bruce Pierce, Denver Paramenter, Frank De Silva. Richard Scatari, David Lane, Randy Dewey, and David Tate established the order to fund the broader white supremacist movement in the hopes of creating the Northwest Territorial Imperative, the thing we talked about earlier. Uh, And it was a white separatist ethnostate idea. Uh, And that actually traces back to the exclusion laws of the 1840s and the establishment of Oregon as a state in 1859. Uh, The original constitution stipulated that the land uh, be for no free Negro, mulatto, or Chinaman. Oh. Well, we talked about this a little bit, I think, in the Watts Riot episode, that the same person who tried to establish California as whites only attempted to do the same thing in Oregon. Yes. Uh, what what does mulatto? Uh, mixed uh, mixed um, people. <clears throat> yeah, it's not great. Damn. It's not great. Sorry, I, I didn't know. Uh, no, you're good. It's not great lot, though. That's you know. that's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Jesus I mean, Christ. that's 1859 for you. Yep. <laughs> really setting the standard for how shitty the whole world could be and how no. much cocaine can flow into America. And you know, it's really well, remarkable. We, they they don't just mention Negroes and mulattoes. They also there's Chinamen in there, and like we know that the first real immigration laws we had in this country were specifically targeting yes you know chinese immigrants which is honestly women it's yeah you know it's a travesty how long the general racism against like you said specifically asian women has always existed in this country as far as they've 
been immigrants. Exactly. And singled out. Um, and, uh, yeah, violence. So this is, uh, the order sought to destabilize and overthrow the government. That was sort of the, the broader plan. And uh, they called the government the Zog, which stands for Zionist Occupied Government. Uh, you probably heard that per- before. So do I. Their it's acronyms all... are so fucking The whole annoying. thing is so, like, cringy. Like, I, I, I don't want like to you're... insult you, but, like, Dungeons and Dragons cringy. Okay, now you're you offending I mean? both of us. Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, and, like, look. him under the I, bus, too. <laughs> I, I didn't know you also played. I knew yes. you played. But, like, yes. there's oh. a weird, like, wizards in fucking... Well, I know Draggy, what you mean. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, There's it's a lot of pretend it's, it's like fucking weird things. White supremacist LARPing. Going well, it's, on, it's like know? it's like. Do, do you like being part of a group? Do you well, like lore? Sure, yeah. Do you like yeah. acronyms? Are you racist? Do you like inside? Well, well I have a group just, for just you. Look at the big intersection between these people, like Viking shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's a yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. There's oh a, there's God. something Vikings between like dreads. not liking brown actually... people and having an interest in swords that I don't know that I'll ever understand. Uh, I, but... I think I think you're seeing a parallel there, but I think there's also a lot of cultural um, appropriation with the Viking shit. Mm, no, I agree. Like a with lot that. of lot of non-Vikings who are just racist and like the I agree. to use that kind of like symbolism as part of their identity is skeptical of anybody who's too into runes you know (laughs) that's especially if they're single yeah any single white dude who's way too into runes you should be uh, leery i think i love shutting down the dredge thing real fast we had a co-worker who was Uh, trying to who was trying to come at me with the dredge thing and i was just hard hard real quick i was just like that's gentrification. I'm not even having a fucking conversation about it. I walked away. Fuck you and your <laughs> stupid Grinch finger haircut. It fucking like it uh, exactly. That person ended it, but I was like, I'm not even having the conversation with you. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so to the end of overthrowing the government, the order initially uh, funded itself through counterfeit bills in the hopes that circulating <laughs> fake currency would devalue the American dollar. Great. Which is, you know, you want to just causing as much. It's just, it ties very much into what we're going to talk about later about this cat who is labeled a clanarchist. Uh, in that oh there's this weird God. tendency. What did you just say? <laughs> what the fuck? I said that totally offhand. Like just, you were like, let's just keep it going. Just, just, Both of our back it. of our heads just, just blew up. But there's this like tendency of like right wing anarchism amongst clan members to do things like making fake currency to devalue the dollar, stuff like that, like bombing bank records offices and stuff like that. Like, oh, there's shit. a weird huh. project Yo. mayhem aspect Yo, to a lot of a this lot of my because there's i i've gotten rid of a lot of them but there's a few like real i've they were libertarian and now since the election they become hard right people on that, facebook that, that but no but you know what i've noticed with a lot of them like the lot of like those crazy hard right people are bartering i have yeah. uh, they're starting to come up with their own systems like you're right yeah. they, they love the fuck with yeah. the system and it's like but part of me is like shit why, why are we doing that dude like well, i love the bartering. organized ca- no that's why really but that i look at that um, shit and i go like well guys if you would just take that and just shift it a little well and it's, bit. it's so that actually is is very interesting when I started doing research on the order, because after like they they started making currency, they needed more money, and this these next two things are fucking hilarious to me. So they attempted oh to fund themselves legally by oh, uh, no. bidding on and uh, working lumberjacking and timber hauling contracts. 
But after like a month of doing this, there's like a straight up quote from Matthews where he says something to the effect of, uh, we are not the men our fathers were because this labor is too difficult and pays too little. So like after a month of doing hard labor, like we can't, we're not real men. We can't do this. (laughs) Get close, Squirrely Dan. You chose labor. (laughs) You chose labor. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Holy so, shit. So yeah, they tried to be lumberjacks and realized they weren't lumberjacks, which Moxie, I think is hilarious. That is hilarious. Dude, the next one is even better, Ian. We That's, are not our we are not our fathers. We are we are not our fathers. It or it's, it's something like it's a good thing that our fathers were not the same kind of men as we. Something like that. Like, that I like, I almost want to get that It's a good thing tattooed. that our dads weren't pussies like us or we never would have gotten anything done. That's like hilarious. how much coke were you doing? <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of these cats numbers. were teeth yes, handlers, the sap, and brother. you also have to look at the intersection of, like, Prohibition and the Klan, oh, so I think yeah. a lot of these guys were probably sober, to be honest with you. So this was the, uh, uh, I think there's be some chauvinists out there that'd be like, this is the decline of the modern man. Well, yeah, I think so. Wait, yeah, like, also, and these, fuck you, but and I hope you die, too. These cats, these cats acknowledging that about themselves. But yeah, that's pretty hilarious, hilarious, yeah. And the next one's even funnier. So yeah. after they tried to... Uh, do this labor work and couldn't because they said it was too hard and it didn't pay enough. They decided that they were going to rob pimps and social undesirables, quote unquote. And they spent several weeks following around black men that they suspected to be pimps and drug dealers. That's a weird way to say just black people. Only to realize that you couldn't identify what pimps and drug dealers looked like just by seeing black men. So these motherfuckers in this racist group tried to make money working real jobs and realized that this is hard and it doesn't pay well, and then tried to racially profile only to realize that it doesn't work. <laughs> I don't. They literally challenged their whole belief system and, and nothing learned worked. nothing from it. And but they didn't still, learn anything. They Why? learned but just the reality of like, hey, so apparently you can't just choose a random black guy and assume he's a criminal. Someone just, I guess that's a thing. We someone should, in that crowd just went, well, we could double down. I'm just picturing like four dudes in a car, like the cast of like Risky Business or some shit. Like, mm. so, uh, fella, that colored fella around for a week. Turned out he worked at the laundromat, not a drug dealer at all. I guess you can't tell. And then you, <laughs> and then you, you have the you have the one friend in the back with like the green like visor. They're like, Ed, how much did we lose? Well, if we all work nine to five jobs, and I say we work thirty hours a week, yeah, we lost, yeah, we lost about a thousand dollars this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you just sort of oh see God. the four yeah. dudes sit in the car, like apparently that. All black guys aren't criminals and work is hard. And you wait for a light bulb to go <laughs> off and just one Nothing. never the, did. The, no. the lead guy goes, smokes, and they go, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, we Jim, we don't we got none. We don't smokes, bud. Sorry. <laughs> smokes. How, much, how, much, how much money, Ed? A thousand. T- <laughs> <laughs> We're God out of smokes. It. So after the failed oh attempts at um, lumberjacking and chasing around black people for money uh, were non-starters, uh, the group opted for bank and armored car robbery, where they found much success. Uh, they actually netted over $4 million from robbing banks and armored cars, uh, much of the, which was then distributed to various people in the white supremacist movement, such as uh, William Pierce, who we talked about earlier, Fraser Glenn Miller Jr., who we're going to talk about a little bit later, and Louis Beam, the Grand Dragon of the Texas chapter of the KKK. Beam is actually still alive. I didn't know that. Uh, He's best known as having popularized the concept of leaderless resistance. 
What, that what? came from him. <laughs> what and year are we talking? This, this is like the 70s. Yeah, oh, he's, this is like the 70s, okay, dude. Okay, this, okay. this cat was born in like 47. Yeah, yeah, um, old-ass motherfucking white dudes. And so he was a Vietnam veteran, and this was actually kind of fascinating to me because of, like, having studied, like, the civil rights movement and the foundation of the Black Panthers and, like, black gun rights, and how so much of that was advanced because, hey, the United States has a war and they need soldiers, and you sent black people to war and they came home and said, we want rights and now we know how to be soldiers, the same thing was happening to white supremacists in that they were, especially around Vietnam, coming home Yikes. super pissed off at the government because no one no one treated them like like people were pissed off that they went over and did what they did in Vietnam. There was no like you didn't get the hero worship the people who fought in other wars yeah, had of gotten. Course, especially yeah. And now you're competing for jobs. There's a lot like a lot of hatred towards the government surrounding yeah. Vietnam veterans. And now you have this whole class of dudes living over here who studied guerrilla warfare tactics in the jungle, setting up training camps all over the country. Yeah, that sounds bad. What was this dumpy uh, racist name again? Louis Beam. Louis Beam. Wow. I, and then, like, somewhere in the middle, you have Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald? Um, well, we're, we're going to Well, because you're saying, like, the the conservatives came back from Vietnam. Oh, yes. And then, but you also have the lefties. And then somewhere in the middle, you have Lee well, Harvey. Well, yeah, that's true. He was a communist. That's mm-hmm. true. Right. Or thought he was a communist. Yeah, he, he thought he, he was a, a weird... Russian defect, yeah. Exactly. Right. right. But that's a that's a curious like point well, with like like backwards that, militias and shit. Well, even that's interesting if I can for a second because one thing that I learned like reading things by William Luther Pierce and George Lincoln Rockwell, the cat who founded like the American Nazi Party, and Louis Beam, who also has a book, and a few other of the people that I studied for this week, is that a lot of them studied communists to figure out how to overthrow a government. So it's 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 very very interesting to me Fuck. that like you have the reactionary left which is studying these people who figured out all of this shit studying the reactionary left. So it's just like this weird circle of people like I mean you can even look at people like Alex on Infowars talking about how he studies the communists for ideas on how to infiltrate and do these things and it, how yeah. you it's mm-hmm. it jumps back to Operation Wolfenstein or whatever that we talked about that you can listen to in a previous episode. Oh yeah yeah yeah, that's in, another in, club in, for in, a good episode. Yeah, infiltrate the left spaces. Yes, and it's happening uh, in our backyard was, uh, today. That was this cat's idea. Fucking shit. Fucking 40, 50 years ago. Lou, Lou, Louis Lou, Beam. Louis Beam. Yeah. And the idea was That's that a you fucking good name, and I fucking hate him for having it. A two-prong movement, one which was a forward-facing PR arm of the white supremacist movement, which would present it positively to people who weren't initiated, and then you would have other small or individual cells of basically domestic terrorists who would do all the violent shit, and the two would not be directly connected. That's you. So you have that's, an intermediary that keeps them both supplied with the things that they need. And they that keep sounds pushing like the fucking sa- Taliban. Well, there's a lot of crossover. That literally the sounds two. like there the is, fucking Taliban. I can't remember which one of these cats it was, but there is actually record of one of these guys reaching out to Al Qaeda for an alliance. Holy like, shit! There's a lot no, of crossover. You, you have the old heads who are running it, living outside of the country. Sure. Then you have the the rural guys who are working the mills and everything, and and doing all the the fight. Holy fucking shit! No, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
And just like any other movement, it starts really, really young. Louis Beam first came to national attention for something called Camp Puller. Uh, That was an Aryan Nations-affiliated compound that was teaching children as young as eight guerrilla warfare tactics and clan ideology. So my niece is like nine. Parents were were coming out to like city officials. Like our kid came home knowing how to handle a rifle and saying racial slurs. What's going on at this camp? That says the Boy Scouts, right? Well, and this is that's how that's how it became public. Is he applied for a Boy Scout charter? Oh, oh my! So he was running. He was running a clan compound for children and applied to be a Boy Scout charter. And whenever the Boy Scouts said, like, what the fuck's going on at this camp? Well, you can't be affiliated with our organization. Not to suggest that the Boy Scouts isn't dog shit for a bunch of reasons in and of itself, but that's how he was originally, like, outed to the public as being, like, a Klansman and all this other shit. Uh, because a lot of guys do something that Louis also recommended called hiding your power level. It's now called camouflaging, where you yes, exactly. don't make it apparent that you are a white supremacist to people. <laughs> Uh, what year are we talking right now? This would have been like se- uh, 84, like 83, 84. I'm going to say, everyone, this is an Ian holy moly moment. <laughs> yeah, this holy is, shit. Your brother was just, born around this time. This is just a couple exactly. of years before yeah. I was born. Yeah. So like 83, is, 84. That, he's, like right at the, he's like right <laughs> at the cutoff. Are you at the cutoff for millennial or are you Gen X? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, on, I'm a cusper. I'm a cusper. Okay, Technically, so I'm an old. Gen Xers are getting yes. off too easy. But I'm saying that generation gets the spoon fed that racism, you know. Well, I think as yes, as a part yes. of the program to generationally like transfer I think the that, that generation the identity. wasn't given the tools to properly identify it. You know what I mean? Like that's still that generation that has that excuse of like, oh, it was a different time. Uh, that side we give people. sidebar: I was talking about our boss, our boss with a, about cocaine and rhinestones. Um, co, uh, whatever David Allen Coe's son's podcast. Mm-hmm. He went. You listen because I talk about my family being like you know more right and stuff, and right. he goes, "Oh, your dad listened to David Allen Coe." I was like, "No, my brother actually, ironically listened to David Allen Coe." <laughs> so, wow. just talking about that time period, it was like an yeah. ironic thing, but then it's like how much. Well, and it's also like how many of those people are still floating around. Like Louis Beam was promoted to Grand Dragon by David Duke. Someone that oh, I'm sure like fuck. how many yeah, times like, are we gonna name drop got, him in an episode? He's still got a podcast going on right now. Like David Duke is very fuck much out of here. Really? Still, oh yeah, he's got a podcast like right now. Uh, so he's oh, still around. Louis now. Beam. Is fuck still whoever's around. producing that podcast. You're a son of a bitch. I don't know if it's on the info. That Wars old Network man would not. not be having that podcast if you weren't doing it. You're all a bunch of son of bitches. <laughs> so uh, Louis Louis Beam, like I said, got money from the order, and he used that money. You thought that was fucked up, dude? Your head's oh, about to explode. Oh, here it comes. So uh, he used the money he received from the order to purchase computer equipment and create Liberty Net. In 1984, the neo-Nazis were effectively the first organization socializing and organizing on the internet. And they <laughs> used LibertyNet and other BBS boards like Tom Metzger's War, which is a white Aryan resistance, to share documents, dox people, and compile hit lists. I want everyone listening to this to understand what I just said. Neo-Nazis were using the internet to dox people in 1984. Good. Great. Yeah, just, so the next time anybody brings up that that's like a new leftist thing, doxing people on the internet, uh, Nazis have been doing it for 30 years now. Uh, so 
1985, yep. actually, uh, the New York Times, uh, a New York Times writer named Wayne King wrote, an Idaho-based neo-Nazi organization has established a computer-based network to link rightist groups and disseminate a list of those who it says have betrayed their race. There was actually an established point system for targets. Uh, Morris Dees, the guy who headed the SPLC, there was 88 points if you could kill him. And uh, 50 for any major Jewish community leader. And that oh my fucking God. is how the uh, Jewish radio host Alan Berg became uh, brought to the attention of the order. Uh, Berg was a controversial liberal figure in Denver, Colorado, who had called out the Christian identity movement on his show, uh, which resulted in his name being added to the order's hit list. On June, in June of 1984, Robert Matthews, David Lane, Bruce Pierce, Gene Craig, and Richard Scutari used machine guns to murder Berg in his own driveway. Uh, have you ever seen Oliver Stone's movie Talk Radio? No, I don't think so. It's you should check it out. It's a good film. It's about this basically, or it's a dramatized version of this. Uh, so they killed this guy with machine guns in his own driveway. Uh, at the same time that the Order was operating, there was another Christian identity militia called the Covenant, the Sword, and the Arm of the Lord, which was planning insurrection and terrorism. Uh, they were founded in 1971 by James Ellis. Uh, the CSA had plans to poison the water supply in New York and Washington, D.C. with cyanide. Uh, yes, I, I, yes. I, I got a sidebar us. Shoot. I, I, you, you lived a different life than me, so I know it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Your 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 boy's just sitting over here being like, slow motion. no, buddy, it's you're good. You're good. It's a lot. I understand. No, no, I'm just I'm just sitting here thinking like, am I on somebody's hit list? <laughs> and I probably am. I and mean, it's I fucking don't, with I don't know me if right you now. Are. I am. I don't know. No, I. Are. That's why I was saying we live in life. Like you're for sure on somebody's hit list. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah and for I will, sure. I will fuck. I take a bullet for you. I love you, man. But like, like. <laughs> I appreciate that. But uh, honestly, think about it. Like with doing what we like the low key, even the small things, we're probably it's possible. We probably have a hit list, man. I mean, there's there's a a whole compound of Nazis in Maryland that wants to kill me. You remember? Well, well, yeah, I know. You've been there. Countless occasions. I just I've gotten my smile has got me through everything. The fact that like I just I know I'm on some hit list, and it's just it's fucking with me as. I just I did I need to sidebar and be like holy shit that's yeah, probably a thing. It's very possible, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I mean that's probably that's a weird day, isn't it? The day you realize there might be people who want to kill you. It's a I weird mean, I, day. I've always known there's some people who want to probably like give me a really bad review on like LinkedIn or something. But, like, it's like like, like no, yeah, yeah. Moral <laughs> danger is a little bit more. Uh, yeah, now I'm like, like grounding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I remember there being a kid who had a hit list in junior high, and like I remember some friends being like, "I was, I was on the hit list." And I remember being like, "I wasn't," <laughs> and now I'm like, "Goober status, karma, karma for the seventh grade hit list." Switch that around a little bit, you know. Like fucking Listerine. All right, go there on. You go. Walk it off, bud. Uh, <laughs> so as I said, like they James wanted to Gay. poison the water supply of New York City and Washington D.C. with cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> what? They wanted the poison. What? The water supply in in Washington D.C. and New York City. They wanted to poison the water with cyanide. Holy. Ian's eyes just did a yeah, triple just... pirouette. It was still just wow. I'm, 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 in I'm tap dancing on a nerve over here, and it's really funny to yeah, watch I, out of the corner of my eye. I understand why everyone wants to see us and what we do now, yeah, because Ian yeah, is like so vibrating in place. There's so much physical comedy happening over yes, here right we, now. I will, we'll figure that uh, out. So a member we of will. the CSA, uh, Richard Snell, Richard Wayne Snell, murdered a black state trooper and a white pawn shop owner that he mistakenly believed to be Jewish. Uh, this resulted in a siege and 
send a raid on the CSA compound. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. Can I say this? This is like what we would call in the business a racial whoopsie. An oopsie daisy. Oh, yes. Yes. An a, oopsie, racial, a racial oopsie, oopsie daisy. Yes. Hold on. Did I, I the, the 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 comedian in me can't help. Did he think both the 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 cop and the pawn shop owner were Jewish? I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm allowing for as many jokes as you feel like you need because this is a, this is this, a tough one. This episode, like, there's some episodes where I'm like, I can't fucking touch this right now. <laughs> 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 but this one, I'm you gotta get the get you quick. No, like, you I'm just picturing this guy shooting the black officer and be like. Ah, oh, he's Jewish. He go to the pot. Ah, he's Jewish. That was a police hat, not a yarmulke. What the fuck? You better catch uh, me before I hit the deli. All right, go okay, on. Okay, so, um, uh, so Ellison Jesus ultimately Christ. ended up surrendering after a siege of the of the CSA compound, and he only served three years in prison after agreeing to testify against members of the Aryan Nations. Uh, he was released in 1987. And then he moved to Elohim City, which was founded by Robert G. Miller, and Ellison married Miller's granddaughter. Put a pin in Elohim City and Robert G. Miller What's they, later. That That's sounds, Oklahoma. Oh, that sounds so frighteningly familiar. Three years. Yeah, he served three years for trying fuck. to poison the water supply of New York City. Uh, so Somebody. no longer able to deny the growing Side threat. note, yes. there's a lot of people who live in that city, everyone. Go on. Is what three million? Just three years for like almost killing three million for almost people, killing three, and, and New York City and Washington D.C. That's like so many people. Yeah, it's like ten million people. It's for, like for so many people. This is not the only example of this you're gonna hear today. Just so this you is know. a feather Hold duster on. on the back of the neck. Could be a sunny gym. Let me just hit you on the wrist. Oh, there you go. <laughs> if you'd even call that a slap on the wrist, that is crazy. Three uh, years. So after all of this happened. Uh, the FBI kind of had to acknowledge that maybe white supremacist terrorism was a problem. <laughs> maybe we should talk about this, guys. Fuck off. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, they seem to have killed hey, uh, a lot of people and blown some things up. Maybe hey, uh, we should have a meeting. Hey, Jerry, I think we need to fit in our schedule to talk about uh, the, the, the white supremacists The this whites week. might be an issue. Uh, so they, they decided to launch an operation that they called Clean Sweep. Uh, a member of the order, Tom Martinez, had turned informant, as had Frazier Miller, after Miller was arrested for violating a probation agreement by sending death threats to several government officials. Miller was then found in a trailer in Missouri with four other known terrorists, packages of C4, pipe bombs, dynamite, select fire M16s, AR-15s, and a half a ton of ammunition. This is this is not a GTA mission you're describing. No, this is just a dude in a trailer with a half a ton of ammunition. <laughs> I'm glitching out over here. What the fuck? Sounds so, legit. in exchange for cooperating with the FBI, Miller served three years and was released with a new identity. So they found him with half a ton of ammo, C4 pipe bombs, dynamite, automatic weapons, after threatening to kill several federal officials. And he served three years, and then they put him in WIT Pro. Yo, side note, you ever think you like met someone who's like in witness protection who's like a real crazy like like they have a real You ever think you like you you met someone like that? No, not specifically, I but I, I don't mean, think I have this either. This is actually a small town though. We, the, no, know, I don't yeah. No, I don't think one. I have either, but like Wow, it, now, it now could happen, I'm going to look at all my relationships guys. differently now. Dawn. No, it's I me. I feel like if we lived in uh, see I've known you for a while, bud. If you're <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that would be crazy. <laughs> you don't know who you know. Is no, what I'm that's saying. true. And like, we're going to talk more about Fraser Miller in a bit. I'm just keeping a, 
keeping him in the story. You don't fucking so know he, who you know. That's you really like, don't, buddy. You really don't. That's what's crazy. Go on. Uh, so, um, the authorities tracked Robert Matthews to Whidbey Island in Washington State, and after a long shootout and standoff, the police set fire to the building that he was in and Matthews burned alive, becoming a martyr for white supremacists everywhere. Uh, ten members, Great job, buddy. Right? They're they really good at killing people that then oh, turn no. into martyrs. You're, I'm just going to act like that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, ten members of the order were tried under RICO statutes. Right. And uh, three more were tried for the violation of Allen Berg's civil rights. I actually tried to figure out why this is. So no one was ever tried for his murder. They were tried for violating his civil rights. But Bruce Pierce was sentenced to 252 years, and David Lane was sentenced to 190 for violating his civil rights. So for some reason, I don't know the ins and outs of that case, they, instead of charging them with murder, charged them with violating his civil rights, and they both got, like, really long concurrent sentences. Maybe... I I believe both ended up dying in prison. Okay, so maybe that, like, murder is a part of... Or is harder Your to human prove right. murder than it is to prove like I don't know what the circumstances were. I well, wasn't yeah. able to find Inali- that. Inalienable out, rights mean the pursuit of life. So mm, if okay, so I, I bet I bet it was just an umbrella charge. Essentially, it could be. It's just very interesting, interesting to know yeah. that like no one like to this day no one was ever charged with the murder of Allen Berg. Hmm. That it was just formally yeah violating his civil rights. Uh, so uh, David Lane is probably best known, as I said earlier, as the author of the fourteen words. Uh, do you know the fourteen words? No, but what's Ian? what's the um, what's the magician illusionist? What David Lane? David Blaine? David. Sorry, I I couldn't. I had to, but go okay. on. Okay. So the fourteen. Sorry, words. everyone. Now that we got that out of us, our systems, <laughs> all you goofballs out there. Here uh, we go. So the the fourteen words are: we must secure the existence of our people in a future for white children. That's the fourteen. That's words. the fourteen yes. words. We must secure. One more time. I'm sorry. We must secure the existence of our people in a future for white children. This is that thing that you like like alluded to earlier in the episode. Yes, this the is 14 the fourteen words. words. So uh, he wrote those. I'm he so also sorry wrote for white the people. 88 precepts. Can I say it? Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to let this one happen. <laughs> Go ahead. Go on. Guys, I got to say it. How many episodes are we in? I don't think I've apologized Almost, once. Almost 30. I put down my beverage. I <laughs> am sorry for white people. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. Holy shit. <laughs> well, we got through to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've made an honest convert. Indeed. I don't want to hear the like I don't want to hear the phrase 14 again. That's how much I hate what well, you're saying okay. right now. So, he came up with the 14 words. As I said, he also wrote the 88 precepts, which was like an expounding on the 14 words. Jesus. Together, this is the 1488 that we now see commonly associated with neo-Nazis. Uh, the 88 representing Heil Hitler, 8 being the uh, H being the 8th letter of the alphabet. We could all get high and feed each other fruit. Why are we doing this <laughs> shit? Like, 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 why are we doing this some shit? some people are obsessed with costumes and esoteric numerology like, for yeah. no goddamn so reason. Everyone wants to be a hedonist. You can eat it's a mushroom just... and see another world. Like, why are you being a dickhead? Like, holy fuck. <laughs> I can't take it. Go on. So Lane also popularized the white genocide theory. I'm sure you've heard that, that like white people are That's dying like the Turner Diaries. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, white, that's... I am proud to be a white traitor. You mean a race traitor? Or a race traitor. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 prou- I, I, I'm proud of it. 
Fuck I'm that proud shit. Of you, buddy. Thank you. And uh, uh, Lane was also a member of the John Birch Society, just to keep that tie. And they have a website. The they do. JBS. Yeah, they're still around, and they've been around I'm for not, a long I'm not ass time. It's awful. They asked for my cookies, and I said no. <coughs> you are. <laughs> I you, say I, no I, to your cookies. I won't, Fuck your cookies. I will not give you this time. Fuck those cookies. So once it was discovered that all of these organizations shared funding and membership via the order, RICO statutes were used to indict some of the most prominent figures in the white supremacist movement. Further investigation uh, uncovered a plot to destabilize and overthrow the government, and so in 1988, the FBI brought charges against Richard Butler, Louis Beam, Robert Miles, Richard Scutari, Andrew Barnhill, Bruce Pierce, Artie McBreerty, which has to be like my least favorite name of any name. I, Artie McBreerty is the worst name I've Mc, ever heard. McBreerty? McBreerty, not McBeady. McBreerty. Oh, it's horrible. See. It's okay. fucking horrible. Man. So when you, when oh, you a make name. a McBreerty is when you fart and then you accidentally poop and then you accidentally <laughs> slip and land in that poop. <laughs> okay. Oh, I I'm McBreerty. Shit. Archie McBreerty is going to be the point where I say we just totally skipped over that Denver whatever name. Denver Parmenter? Yeah. We, yeah. I, I would have made note i did forget no, that's that. fine that's fine i was waiting for you to say something during denver I, I couldn't I and was, then you didn't no, no, there, there was, like, okay we're gonna keep no, going there was no in there but like no i'm bringing it back what no that's name. fine denver parameter but i still say Artie mcbrudy is worse all right well that's a pretty um, terrible and they're also all racist so. yeah, they're all horrible <laughs> fucking they're all horrible they, racist. Can all, they can all get in the um, same house and burn david lane Richard Snell, Lambert Miller, Robert Smalley, David McGuire, and Ivan and Bill Wade. And they were charged with sedition. Ivan and Bill Wade. (laughs) Sedition. Sedition and plotting the assassinations of federal officials. Uh, Shouldn't do that, I guess. 1988. 88. Uh, Arrested and charged separately were Tom Metzger, who we talked about briefly as the uh, dude who ran war. Uh, he was the founder of War, which was an online Nazi message board. He was also a former Grand Dragon of the KKK under David Duke and the founder of the Aryan Youth Movement and the proponent of something called the Third Position, which was a neo-fascist political ideology developed during the Cold War. If you want to look that shit up, you can. Basically, it meant he was anti-capitalist and anti-communist. It's a whole thing. I can't believe they didn't hit get hit with a suit from the funk band from the 70s. For th- the third position? No, war. Oh, God. Okay. Sorry. All right. It's all right. good. So that didn't land, everyone. No, that no, 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 no. That was a joke that did not land. They can't all be golden. <laughs> uh, also charged was Thomas Harrelson, a member of the Aryan Nations, uh, who had been arrested for kidnapping and armed robbery and using a machine gun to destroy a police car during a bank robbery. As, as awful as he, this person is. Okay. Badass. Yeah, fair enough. You know, like that's, 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 you know. Sounds like something I would want to do. <laughs> I would right, love you know. to look into destroyed yeah, a police car. Yeah, that's fine. How hard did like, he go is, in on what it? What, it? what constitutes a destroyed police like, car? Did he put another, just, like, like magazine? How many magazines? That's what I'm saying. Was that's it a good one? question. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to know what the police's definition and, of destroyed is. Yeah, beyond that. That's and uh, they, they also arrested William Potter Gale, who was alleged to have threatened to kill several elected officials. So we're like almost um, about a about a baker's dozen of fuck faces here. More than a baker's dozen. There was oh. fourteen in the seditions trial, and then an additional There's like four on again. top of that. So there was okay. like eighteen total. Okay. Uh, so the sedition charges allege that through the order, 
Bruce Pierce had passed over $1 million to Fraser Glenn Miller, Richard Butler, William Pierce, Tom Metzger, and Bob Miles. I want to talk about Bob Miles for a second because we're going to talk about that clan arcus shit. Uh, So (laughs) Bob Miles, a.k.a. Pastor Bob Miles, was a member of the clan as well as an ordained Methodist and Christian identity minister. Uh, He, along with Richard Butler, was uh, regarded as one of the forefathers of modern white supremacy, and he was actually involved in the attempt bombings of several school buses during like Michigan's bus desegregation uh, period. Uh, That's where the term clanarchist came pastor from is that he was a, a pastor, a clansman and an anarchist. So the news started calling him a clanarchist. Now there is uh, a group in in uh, Oregon called the clanarchist. It's like a light terrorism organization. Did he actually like kill children? He tried to. Oh, you got me clenching my fist. That's some... Well, I mean, it was bus desegregation was a big thrusting off point for like the modern right was this idea that like we were going to start integrating schools, pulling kids from other neighborhoods. Like Not... that's where a lot of this stuff really started to pick up in the mainstream. Not to derail us too much. No, was go it, ahead. W- w- wasn't that the thing that Kamala was throwing at Biden before they yes, teamed up? Yes, because okay. he was in favor of not cool. allowing busing. To Future be, episode alert. Yeah, well, yes. it depends also, on how much I want to talk about Joe Biden. Previous but. episode reference. Save our children. Oh, God. This is coming out after. Yeah. So, uh, actually... Alluding to an episode. Yeah, yeah. that's that's sorry. A, that's yeah. a, that's a, that's no, you're for for Friday. Time Time's works fucked. differently here. It's at it's, the four it's weird room. to keep those straight sometimes because we record the Monday and Friday episodes on Sunday, but we do the Friday episode first. So yeah. every once in a while, there's references to things you haven't heard yet on the Monday episode. Yeah, and then I make a blunder like I just did. Yeah, it's all good. I was just explaining it for everybody. <laughs> I'm a fan of transparency, and that's uh, why so anyway, we're here. Yeah, Bob Miles was a clanarchist. Clanarchism is this idea that like, and I, I sort of <laughs> also sort Bob of, Miles is a great name. So it's all a of this standard sucks. name. It's just like. No, it's like, hey, 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 anarchism isn't Miles. specifically left or right wing, so I understand this mm. idea. And like we've talked about before, I think on the show here even, a lot of the people who were involved in the January 6th riots who are staunchly anti-government but still very right wing. Yes. So I understand the logic. It's just part of my brain felt like it needed to vomit whenever I read the word <laughs> clanarchist. Yeah, it's, ter- uh, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. <laughs> it is. You should see the logo, bro. I'm looking uh, I, I mean, I have it on my phone here. I'll show it to you. It's pretty fucking terrible. Um, God damn. Yeah, so the group was tried in, in Arkansas in front of an all-white jury, and they were acquitted although several members were already serving long sentences in connections with other crimes, and several of them would end up dying in prison. Hold on. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) There we go. There's some... Oh, who you gonna call? (laughs) Oh, my fuck. You ruined the Ghostbusters. (laughs) Fuck me. That is just the most awful clip art bullshit I've ever seen. That's that's gonna get shared on the Instagram for this episode. That's not great. Um, I mean, you might might get the Instagram taken down if we post that logo on our Instagram page. Uh, Ian's so like, maybe you're right. <laughs> as I said, many of these guys sure died in prison, but many of them did not. Uh, Richard Butler maintained his Aryan Nations compound until his death in 2004, uh, as well as ties to people like Randy Weaver. 
Uh, uh, frequent, you're looking at. Do you recognize the are name? these compounds yes. in the West Coast? Why do I know uh, that no, this name? one's in Idaho. This is the the Idaho compound in okay. Hayden, Idaho. So okay. uh, Randy Weaver was a frequent visitor of the Hayden compound, who would later achieve notoriety for his standoff with the ATF and the FBI at Ruby Ridge. That's that's Ruby Ridge. Holy shit! Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's all connected. I'm going to give you one more. Richard Snell was sentenced to death, and on the day of his execution, April 19th, 1995, a friend of the CSA CSA's founder, James Ellison, and a frequent resident of Elohim City, Timothy McVeigh, would carry out the OKC bombing, an event that Snell is said to have watched while laughing on the news in his cell leading up, leading up to the hours before his execution. Oh, my fucking Christ. There's actually Christ. a lot of conjecture that the event was done on the day that it was because it was the day Snell was being executed. And uh, Fraser Glenn Miller went on to write a book entitled A White Man Speaks Out and host a racist radio show on shortwave. He ran for office as a Democrat and a Republican and an independent. Uh, in case you weren't sure that political parties don't mean anything. And in 2014... <laughs> In 2014, <laughs> he murdered four Jewish people at the Overland Park Community Center. And this dude died like two weeks ago. He died May 2nd of this year. Sorry. Jesus how many people, fucking like, Christ. It, it, it's hard to hear that many people die after so laughing to follow, that hard. No, no, no. I understand. But to follow <laughs> that, this is a dude, the same dude who they found at the C4 and everything, who they gave at three January years 6th. in prison. Yeah. And then, then gave a new identity to. Yeah. He was free with a new identity until 2014 when he shot and killed four Jewish people and then died in prison two weeks ago. Yeah, he's That's how not just far removed we are from this shit. For seven <coughs> years in jail. Now, I do have some positive news attached to this. So in the year 2000, Richard Butler lost a civil suit against an indigenous family with the help of the SPLC. Holy fuck. And received a judgment of $6.3 million against himself, $4.8 million of which he was personally responsible for. Holy so shit. He was forced to declare bankruptcy and give up the rights to his compound and the name of the Aryan nations, both of which were awarded to the indigenous family who sued him. So that is so beautiful, right? That's that's one positive little little nugget at the end there. Um, explain the the give up the name to the Aryan nation thing. So so, so the uh, the family that sued him won the rights to his company for all intents and purposes. Yeah, as in yeah. like you declared the Aryan nations your business, you forfeit ownership of your business because you owe these people so much money and you're declaring bankruptcy. I, so he had to die not being able to use the name of the bit like the name of the organization anymore. Yes. This is one of those Legally. moments where I definitely like a visual would be nice because my face right now. <laughs> He's cheesing. He's cheesing real hard. It, it yeah. encompasses how I feel about that. Fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, and Fuck he all died these in 2004, and his organization sort of fell apart. There was a weird thing where he kept trying to retire and putting other people in charge of the the group, and then they would die before him. Like he put four people in charge of the Aryan Nations, and they all died before he did. They, so uh, wow. after he died, the organization just kind of fell apart. There's a there's a so there's a very him. surreal black humor 
horror movie there. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> totally. There's something there. Yeah. Uh, the that, family A24. <laughs> the family that won the uh, the suit against him was uh, their last name was the Keenans, and as I said, they won wow. the uh, the compound. And some millionaire apparently bought, like, gave them money, bought the compound from them just to tear it down. Like because they. Whoa! You'd love so to hear it. Yeah. Whoa! So, are you are you saying a millionaire just like did, bought the whoa, bought the property? Did something and then, good? Well, yeah, broken clocks. Ian. Easy, easy. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on. Slap, slap, slap. <laughs> but yeah, so someone uh, gave them a few million for the compound that they won in the lawsuit, and then tore down the compound. Yeah, so it's pretty. This it's is gone now. Fortunately. Yeah, this is should be pretty blatant. Like this needs to get gone. And David Lane, who we talked about uh, developing the 14 words, died in 2007. Uh, he was married to a woman named Katya, uh, Katya Mad- Maddox, who still publishes Lane's work under the title of 14 Words Press. That's why I was asking mm, you. That's so funny that it's um, referential there. Wow. Now, uh, just to wrap up, I wanted to talk a bit about the January 6th riots and the inquiries yes. that people are uh, apparently calling for in relationship to that. And how much all of this shit is connected. Like, some of these people that I talked about today, you still see them on InfoWars. You can see them on, you know, a lot of right-wing podcasts and TV shows talking to people. Like, you don't know who they are, but, uh, you know, you're They're the forefathers of racism. Yes, and have been around for a very long time. They have tenure. And are still around. I mean, David Duke, like I said. And How you, is he not honest? Again, it's with all these figures evil of hate. Doesn't die. <laughs> I mean, the forefathers well, of racism. That is that ter- that is just sticking. I like to think of that as just the founding fathers of the United States. And of there is a lob up and crack. Moxie hits that one right out of the park. <laughs> And we and we found the name of the episode. <laughs> well, my my point in relationship to the January sixth really. riots is that we great. want this this inquiry that's probably going to implicate all these people. Like yeah. like I've said, Alex Jones, Josh Hawley, the guy that's in the Senate, Ariel uh, Pink. Um, uh, no, um, I'm sorry. Um, Count Dankula, the fucking um. <laughs> oh, now I'm lost. It's <laughs> <laughs> a meme. Okay, Nazi. good, good. Uh, but you know, even That's people no. like, uh, like Enrique Terrio, who we've also seen as like a police informant or, uh, or a federal informant. So, oh, like, is I don't that know the what, Proud Boys? The Proud Boys guy. Yeah. The leader of the Proud Boys who <laughs> yeah. is an informant for the FBI. So like, it's the same shit. I don't know what people think an inquiry is going to accomplish. Like we've effectively been ignoring this shit ever since it's been a problem, even like with uh, Project Clean Sweep, one of the things that I noticed is when they started raiding these facilities and confiscating the guns and explosives and all this other stuff, they overlooked the computers. You know, these guys oh, were able to organize because fuck. Yes, no one back thinks then, no about one gave a, a computer. Shit. Like, no one thinks you're doing anything with the internet. Oh, but these cats my. have basically been able to organize have and you- disseminate and do everything else since the internet's been a thing. You're, You're a comedian right. guy. Have you ever yeah. watched that um, documentary on Netflix? <laughs> no, but the Moxie O'Brien comedian guy. Anyway, that's go the tag. On. The, he was an honestly probably. I think he was a New England comedian. He he was like popular in the 80s and 90s, but he like he derailed his career so he could attack internet pedophiles. 
Oh fuck! Um, this, this 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 checks though. This is it goes. Bert, is it Bert Kreischer that you're talking about? No, it's no. a different guy. No, no, no. But like, what Bert I'm saying. Bert did do that, but I, I okay. Oh. Anyway, well, but cool. just like going after that, you know, no, like, yeah, seeing it and being yes. like, this is a problem. We need to fuck. And it was a comedian. He was like, this is a problem. They're pedophiles on this. Like the internet exists. There are people doing things here that we need to fucking. Well, and the Check. reason I wanted yeah. to talk about liberty that is part of like the research for today's episode is that we look at, you know, like all of these like the Pepe the Frog memes and like the clown stuff and all of these things that are sort of like ubiquitous with like right wing internet presence. Apparently, Hawaiian and, shirts. Well, yeah, for the boogaloo's and all that <sighs> stuff. But the reality is that these guys, for all of the faults and all of the dumb shit and everything else, were able to look at the internet. 35 fucking years ago and say this is going to be big this is something we need to be paying attention to this is a way to organize and we need to do it in a way where no one will know what we're saying but us so they've had a real big head start on everybody with the online organization i still think right now we're doing the ouroboros where the right wing has made this like space for organization with the internet and the left is like consuming it and taking it and using it as their own tool in this <coughs> new magnificent way where we're also well, uniting the world weird, that's that look weird, at um... palestine recently how much yeah. the, the opinion has shifted with i mean they've been constantly bombed for the last 70 years why is it now it's been, That's a good question. Is the internet people There's are? A, there was a video floating around of a of a, an Israel soldier. We talked about it last week. Of yeah, an Israel we did. soldier right. about to throw, and because yeah, there was yeah, someone at an there with a camera, he fucking it, stopped, yes. and we all got a a, a a a dumbass in Western Pennsylvania got to watch that video and go. What the fuck? I mean, to an extent, like yeah. as much as I hate to say it, like I think that's part of why the George Floyd thing took off to the extent that it did is that you had a nine-minute-long video. Of, I have. This isn't just like conjecture about what happened. It's everyone was able to watch a dude die on their phones, right? And that made it a different experience. I think a lot of right-wing people, people in my life. Watch that video, and they look and me. They're like, "No, like, them, that guy killed that guy." Yeah, even a lot of your crazy right wingers said things to the effect of, "Um, you're right. I don't have an argument for this video." The guy killed the guy. Killed yeah, yeah like, you watched what the video. he did was wrong, but was a lot of what you heard. You I don't know? think exactly. I ever met a single. Honestly, I never talked to a single person in person who actually said no. He didn't. No, because no, you, you can't. You can't, you can't argue it. Exactly. You can't it's deny right it. Right there in front of you. You well, you could deny it, but, but it's pretty hard to deny it. it right to someone's fucking face. That's what I'm saying. You can Speaking deny it online. Speaking of things you can't deny. Yeah. Oh, what's up, segways? Boom. Uh, uh. So we were talking before the show, and we're, uh, f- ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the four cornered room is international, baby. <laughs> we have fans, and we want to send shout-outs to all of you motherfuckers in Jamaica, Australia, Fiji, France. Shout-out the folks in the United Arab Emirates. Canada, 
Indonesia and Malaysia. Thank you all so all much. All of you people. Yes. I don't know how the fuck you found out about us, but I love you. Keep listening, please. please. Yes. And if you're a bot, tell your bot friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll take the listens. I yes. think I get paid either way. Yes. So fuck it. But thank you very and we much. We don't get paid either way. So, good. so I don't give a shit. this was a bit of a bummer, but I felt like it was necessary because it's relevant in that like a lot of this stuff is still happening, and a lot of these motherfuckers aren't dead yet. It's a no. bummer, but thank you for bringing. A topic to the good. table that me and Cody could riff on and make fun of. Well, fuck, I also think it's good. These like, racist you definitely learned a bunch of shit you didn't yeah. know. Am I right? Exactly. Like, and this is our wheelhouse. We're both yeah. white men. We should know this. Than, than you realize whenever you start digging into it. These, like, exactly. These kind of stories make my joke of like running for local office as a joke to just fuck with the system. Like I, my, why not? My, I, I mean, should that's, fucking do that's it. That's some anarchist action. You could actually imagine me winning know. local office and just be like, ah, I mean, you know enough people. Sheriff. I voted for oh David Beck God. for coroner and sheriff because they were right ends. Coroner uh, and sheriff. Imagine, imagine David Beck, not coroner. even David, David Beck. I love you, David Beck. But imagine just getting enough people to vote for your a, 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 a douchebag friend of your like some dumbass friend to not even to that be they had the to coroner, but not even to be coroner. The fact that like vote for them to win, so they have to call someone and be like, "No, I don't want to be coroner." Oh, deny I, the I, job. I, I I publicly unaccept this. I don't even know what to say to that. That's where I'm at. I'm like, hey, everyone, let's run for local office to fuck with the system. Are we all down for that? Are you we, know what you're doing. Are we down to do that? I you're know you making, need signatures. You're making a Kaufman-esque government. That's yeah. what you're doing. I'm Abby sorry. Hoffman. Yeah. Abby Hoffman. The, the Yippies. I, and Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. <laughs> oh, I know you meant Andy Kaufman, yeah, yeah. but Abby Hoffman. The Yippies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Dull purpose there. Honestly, if 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 if... if if I was going to go politically anarchist in any way, it would be Andy Kaufman. I am. I if if he if he had anything right, it was just fucking with the the power structure, like it, it, fucking with status the status quo. You mean fucking with the status quo that is. I love doing that, and I'm sorry that I'm suffer- such a goofball about it. Though. No, it's fun. It's a good way to push envelopes, you know. I think uh, whenever you're talking about a heavy subject in particular, it's good to be able to inject humor into the Nazis. That didn't say. That didn't come off the way. Well, time, time. Well, okay. You shouldn't inject humor into the Nazis. That's not what I meant. But yeah. it's good to have some levity to a difficult That's conversation. It, yes. Is what time I'm and trying humor. to say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, tragedy you, and comedy is time or something. Yeah. We, yeah. We've, we've referenced Marcy that. Moxie O'Brien, comedy man. <laughs> Coming Com- to tell you. Comedian man. My tragedy. One plus of those things. Comedy equals time. Yeah. Or something. I was I was reading a status recently about like a Israel Palestine thing and someone trying to make a joke and I was like, buddy, you need to shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah. Now it's it's, it's it's too soon. It's like gonna be too soon for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Kennedy jokes will be funny before that's funny. Um, but yeah. this was this was uh this was eye opening, bud. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Thank you for all this great information. And hopefully, yeah. uh, everyone out there, you enjoyed this as well. And uh, we've got, what, one week left of this season before we wrap up. And, yep, uh, take a little break. Take some time off to hide in the cave and yes. revamp, figure out things. Do some things. Send us recommendations. If you have an idea, if you have something you want to hear or something, we'd love to hear it. And that is, you can contact us at... the room at gmail.com. But for gmail. real, like... Dot com? We we yes. every every season every week you know we're trying to reevaluate new stuff and uh, if you want to hear us talk about something we'd love to hear it yeah and uh, 
you know, if you just want to send us hate mail or something, that's cool too. Yeah, well, I'm happy to start a new beef. I always honestly. need more hate. Of course, I, I need to learn I'd that. More cool. if you sent the hate mail to the email. Yes, than please my to the email. Account, Don't actually, message Mox. So. Fuck you if you're messaging. Mo- <laughs> Fuck you if you're messaging Moxie. I told uh, you, man. We get the death threats. I got a whole compound. I know. I'm a. I come off as like. Anybody. I come off as a, a lovable goofball, but fuck you. Leave us alone. <laughs> we had time to turn off the uh, Labrador. I'm turning scene, off buddy. the Labrador I you, right I now. I told you. It, 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 the, the mask comes off every once in a while, and you never know when it's happening. You know what? Motherfuck orange juice. You know what? You're right. Fuck this show. We're fuck, done. You didn't even fuck give me the option show. of no pulp. <laughs> fuck this place. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Y'all have a great night. We'll see you Friday. There's nothing more I love than a continental breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) 